Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Yat Shalom and we are now in Masachet Gitin Daf Samach Gimel Amud Bet taking a look at the first part of Mishnah Bet in the sixth parak uh, at the very bottom of the Amud. Ha'isha she'amra hitkabel li giti If a woman makes a point of shaliach shalach kabbalah Tzricha shtikad shtekite idim She needs two sets of witnesses Shnayim shomim fanenu amra Two that testify to her appointing this fellow or shaliach Another two testify that he got the get and he tore it up. We'll see why he had to tear it up. But they can be the same two. Could be one and another guy, and then one who was there with for both. So you could have two people, three people, or four people. Uh, but she does need testimony to both of those pieces, which is going to lead to our discussion. If a husband gave a get, and the shliach then gave it to the wife, and the husband says, I didn't intend you to give it to the wife, wife I intend you to hold on to it. Shliach says, no, you gave it for gerushin. So who do we believe? Meaning, is she megurashin or not? The husbands believe, therefore she's not divorced. The shliach is neman. If you really, the husband really wanted to give it for Gerushin, he would have given it directly to her. We believe the Shaliach, why? Because after all, the husband entrusted him with this, so we trust what he says. Now, he challenges Um uh, when a baldin admits to a debt that's better than ten than a hundred witnesses, but a shaliach is believed more than anybody else. The middle fellow is believed more. Let's see. If the two disputants have a disagreement about how what's owed, and shaliach, uh, his the middleman in it, he's the one who's trusted. Uh, so you see that Shlish Neman, the answer is That's different because in the case of money, after all, you could be Mochla. We can't apply that to, to Yisurim. Hatanya, uh, but we have a brighter that says the same rule applies to Gitten, so it's not only Mamon. The answer is Gitten Mamon. Gitten means Gitten Mamon, Shtarot. We have a brighter that says also for Shtarot, which if they were all in one brighter, then you have to say Gitten means Gitten Hashim. No, Mindi Gabi Hadari Tanya, but those aren't all in one brighter. In one place says Vachin Shtarot, another place says Vachin Gitin, which means Shtarot. And we, we have no reason to say that Gitin can't mean Shtarot because they're, they're written on different lists. Alright, none. Let's see our Mishnah. Shasha Vain Kabali Giti, Tsukhashta Kiti Aidim. Shasha Vain No Mrava, Shasha Vain No Kibel Karat. Why does she need those two? According to Rav Chista, we should believe the Shaliach, who says, I received the get, right? Um, uh, but the problem is that in that case, Shaliach doesn't have the get in his hands. That's what gives him the nemanut, as opposed to the the index case that we started with. Now, that's true when she says, when when the edut uh, about uh, about her pointing him. Fine, but Kibel Amali, why do I need witnesses to the effect that he got the get? After all, he's got the get in his hand, and uh, and he had it in his hand, therefore that should be good, Edut. Um, uh, so the answer is Amarav Hamani Rabbalazar, this all follows Rabbalazar, Damaradim Asirakarti. That really, you need those Edim that the get was handed over from the husband to the agent of the wife to make the Gershon happen. This is not for corroboration, this is for effecting the get. 
Now, parenthetically, Karalamali in the Mishnah, why does he have to tear up the get? The answer of Yudam Rav, This was taught regarding the Hadrianic persecutions where Jews were not allowed to uh, use their own shtarot, and therefore, if you were caught with a get, you could be killed or hurt. Therefore, the custom was merely to tear up the get um, as soon as it was gotten. Okay, Amarava. Modu Ravuna, Ravuna agrees, the Amar Ihila Didi Amar Lishlish to the Gerushin Yavinialef, the woman also corroborates what the Shaliach said, and said the Shaliach told me that it was Gerushin, then Mehemna, we believe the Shaliach. Wait a second, since when do we have a case where the Shaliach isn't believed, but she's believed, she's a party to it, why should we be more believed than the objective Shlish? Now, rather, if the woman says, in my presence, the husband, my husband gave it to the shaliach for purposes of Gerushin, then Because she could say, the husband gave it to me, and then I tore it up. And since she has that Migo, we believe her when she says she gave it to the shaliach L'Shem Gerushin. All right, now, Let's say that the husband and the shaliach agree that it was given for Gerushin. And she says, yes, I got it, but it's lost. The question is, do we believe that she's divorced? Rabbi Yochanan says, this is a classic Dover Shabayerva. In case of Dover Shabayerva, you can't uh, corroborate it with less than two. Why don't we believe the Shaliach? This is a challenge to Rav Chista. Why don't we believe the Shaliach? The answer is, Again, we have the problem that the get's not in his hand. There's no possession here. So why don't we believe the husband? After all, if a husband says, I divorced my wife, we believe him. The answer is, The husband never said Gerash. He just said, I gave the get to the Shaliach for Gerashim. But we have a Chazaka that a Shaliach always completes the Shalichut. If a guy says to a shaliach, this has got to be one of the dumbest ideas in the world. A guy says to a shaliach, go be Makadish a woman, without specifying anything about her. Umet and shaliach goes out and then dies. He can't marry anybody, because any woman he marries might be the sister of, or the mother of, or the daughter of, etc. The woman he's really married to, and he has no idea who it is, because we know that Shaliach completed his Shlichut, which was to marry somebody for this guy. So the answer is, So the question is, why don't we apply that here and say, we assume that Shaliach did his Shlichut, and gave the woman the get, and therefore she is divorced. The answer is, we say Shaliach was Shlichut we're not going to say that Lakula and allow this woman to now remarry. Why don't we believe her? So we question, why don't we believe the husband? Why don't we believe the Shaliach? Why don't we believe the Chazok about the Shaliach? And now, why don't we believe her? famous We saw this in Ketubot, we've seen it here, that a woman doesn't have the ability to look at her husband in the face and lie and say, you divorced me. So why don't we believe her here when she says, yes, I got to get? The answer is, She only is incapable of lying when there's nothing there to corroborate, like another witness. Here, she's got support. <laughs> the husband says I divorced her. The shaliach says I brought the get and everything else. Then she's very ready to say you divorced me when in reality it didn't happen. She's only not willing to do it when she is confronting. Okay, now the second half of Mishnabet, Na'arahamura'asa, 
He v'aviyah mekabel negita. If you have a na'ara who's betrothed, she or her father can accept her get. Of course, if she's married, her father's out of the picture. And if she's a katana, she's not able to get the, well, we'll see about that, not able to get the get. Of course, if she's a bogeret, there's no question. But in Aramurasa, she or the father can get the get. Riyuda says you can't have two who have power of attorney over the same. And therefore, only her father has it. We'll see what the Machlok is about. Anybody who cannot keep or hold on to or guard her get cannot be divorced. We'll see what that is. That's going to be the main discussion. The first one line is about Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi and Mike and Palgi. What are they disagreeing about? But on Savri, Yada Yatertabachmana, the Torah gave her an extra yad. But Nara, the Torah recognizes that she is capable. The Torah gave her an extra yad, but did not diminish the fathers. Rabbiuda says her yad, her power and some and not autonomy, but her power to make transactions, is only true if it doesn't interfere with the fathers. Since you cannot have two and control the personal status of one, therefore her yad does not knock her father out. Her father still has reshut over her, as we learned throughout the Darim, that the father still has balut over her when she's in Ara. At the end of the Mishnah, it said, an expansion on her Mishnah, who knows how to watch her get, you can't divorce her. How do we d- determine that? She can keep her get along with something else. So my camera, what does that mean? She keeps something else on account of her get. Which is very hard to decipher. It sounds like it's somebody who is holding on to the get and holding on to some marbles or something else uh, together. She's a shota and she can't be mitkareshet. Halacha is a shota cannot be mitkareshet because she doesn't understand what that means. This is what it means. She can distinguish, this is what it meant, between her get and something else. Meaning, she gets a get, she knows what that is. She gets a shtarchov, she knows what that is. Or she gets a get, she knows what that is. And mezuzah is something else. And she knows to distinguish between them. Then she's old enough already to be mitkaresh. So if you would have quoted Rabbi Asi saying, If somebody is old enough. We're talking about a five or four or five year old who picks up a rock and throws it away because he realizes that no value, picks up a nut that's about the same size of the, of the pebble and takes it because he realizes it has value. This is somebody who can already understand transactions. Zochala atzmo, he can make a kinyan on his own behalf. Vein zochala cherim, but he cannot make a kinyan on behalf of others. but if he's given an object and he can return it to the owners a while later, then he can already be Zochek, make a Kenyan on behalf of others. We'll see a couple of examples of how this works. Now, Kamrita commanded Shmuel, Rav Yehuda then, then repeated this to his Rebbe to Shmuel, and Amarli, Rav Yehuda reports that Shmuel told me, both of these are the same, both of these stages are the same. Now, our question is, my Dovid what does that mean? Amrav Chista, it's minimalist, meaning even the one who knows how to return something after an hour still cannot be on behalf of other people. Now, um, this Rabbi Vardaan challenged Shmuel at least the way Rav Chista read him. 
This is a Mishnah How do you make Shituf Mavuot, which is when you have the alleyway, and you want all the different Chatserot in the alleyway to be able to be connected and considered one so they can all carry from place to place? How do you do that? It's like joining food. You leave a barrel in one of the Chatserot. I'm giving this, I'm told, this is on behalf of all the Mavui, but you need someone else to make the Kenyan on their behalf. You can have your adult children make the Kenyan. Or your Eved or Amma Ivriya. Now, what kind of Shivcha do we have here? If she's already become a Gedola, she's already had Simanim, my Bayagave, she shouldn't be there anymore. After all, an Amma Ivriya goes free the minute she has Simanim, which means she must be underage. Must be without Simanim. And we said she can make the Kenyan on behalf of others. So you see, against Shmuel, at least the way Rav Chista read it, that there are children under the age of majority who can make a Kenyan on behalf of others. As the answer is, so the answer is, yeah, that Kenyan is lighter and we, we're not as concerned because the entire institution of Shittim Vot is a Durabonon. Midorait you could carry there. Rav Chista, Ishtik Vardon. So Rav Chista said, I silence Vardon with that answer. So my or what should he have said? He should have said, called the Tikkun Rabbanon came Daraita Tikkun. That everything the Rabbanon set up, they set up parallel to Daraita, which means that since, according to the claim, in the Daraita situation, she can't be so Chalacherim, the Rabbanon would have said she can't be so Chalacherim, even for Shittim vote. The fact that they did proves that even in the Daraita she can. So for Irach, what would be the response to that? Kiamrina called Tikkun Rabbanon came Daraita Tikkun. When do we say that everything the Rabbanon set up is paralleled or patterned after the Torah? Milta de Ipa Torah. That's when there's something that has an Ikrimina Torah, like Lulav on the first day, so Lulav the rest of the week is based on that. About Milta the late Ba Ikrimina Torah, but Shittim Vod is totally Durabanan, there's no Doraita basis for it, it's not an extension of something low. Then we don't say that it's patterned after the laws of the Torah, it's independent. But we have another challenge too, Rav Chista's ruling, reading, that effectively says that no child under the age of majority could ever be Zoch on behalf of others. You have to remember, when you have Masasheni, you can redeem it and transfer its value to coins. But if you redeem your own Masasheni, you have to pay an extra fifth. If you redeem someone else's, you don't have to pay the extra fifth. You can play a trick. You could tell your adult children or your Eved Veshifcha Ivri, as opposed to Kanani. I'm giving you this money. And redeem this Masasheni, meaning of mine, and then you don't need the fifth. Now, what kind of shifcha do we have here? If she's already adult, my bayagabe, she can't be in his household anymore. She must be underage. Right? And you see that she's able to be zoch on behalf of others. So, it must be maser in our day, but that's not going to work because we don't have amayivriya anymore. And Yovel hasn't been in effect for 2,500 years. It must be even in those times, if we're talking about Masad Rabbanan, not because of its timing, but because of the type of circumstance in which the thing has grown. It's grown in a potted plant that's sealed on the bottom. There you have a Chiv Masad Midrabanan. Now, uh, if that's the case, then we say, okay, we've answered uh, Vardan by saying, in Durabanans, we allow 11-year-olds, or whatever it is, to be Zohar Lacherim. But in Doraita, we won't. Therefore, certainly as far as the get goes, etc. 
Now, I'm a Rav. A Rav sums this up and says, Gimel Midor Pekatan, there's three stages of, of growing up. Swerve is a the one that we mentioned before, where he can distinguish between a pebble and a nut. He throws the pebble, the one keeps the nut. So, he can make a kinyan for himself and not for others. The same stage in a girl, she can already have kiddush miyun when her mother, her father's not alive, and they don't want her to be on her own, so they marry her off to a guy, kiddush miyun which of course she can just walk out of when she's 12. Haputot, um, putot that we learned about in the fifth parak just a couple of podcasts ago, Young children, mekhan mekach, memkar mimkar, bimetaltalin, it only works in metaltalin. Chanegdam mektana, ektana, who's of that age, mekaresh bekidushavia, she can already accept gerushin if her father did the kidushin, as gerushin daraita, she can accept them, because she already has dat. Higiul onat nedarim, once they've reached the age of onat nedarim, which is one year before majority, hidre nederek deshan hektish, we check to see, and if they know what they're doing, then their neder is valid, their hektish is valid. And the same thing, a ktana, who's that old, can do chalitza. It's an extension in chalitza to a girl who's a year before. Now, however, for a child to be able to sell uh, in his father's property, uh, and this is uh, in his father's estate, uh, he's considered a katan um, until he's the age of 20, Ache ben asrim. And that's the sort of the last of these stages. All right, we will pick up in the next podcast to Hashem and Mishnah Gimel, which is in front of us, Andaf Samachay Amud Aleph, and um, and uh, continue in our study of the sixth chapter of Masachet Gitin. Everyone should have a wonderful day.